Ladies and gentlemen, your very own Michigan State Spartans. Goal scored by Fatai Alashe, Ryan Keener, and the cast. Let's hear it for your MSU Spartans, Rachel Van Poplen. Goal scored by Mary Catherine Fiebernitz. All right, we have Damon Rensing on today uh, on Corner Kick. Uh, my name is Brooks Lambeer, and Damon, how you doing? I'm good. I'm in uh, sunny Fort Lauderdale, so it's uh, a little warmer down here than where where you guys are. Oh, I'm a little jealous. It's probably like 60 or 70 there, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, mid 70s. A uh, little bit of lightning today. There's a little delay in the games, but uh, overall, it's been great weather for for the guys to play in. And, you know, down in Fort Lauderdale, that's where the 2015 MLS Combine is taking place. Um, and we and you have two players, uh, Fatia Lasha and Adam Montague, participating in the combine. Just as a, you know, for as a program and as a head coach, you know, what does that kind of mean to have? You had Kevin Cope last year, one player, but to have two players this year, what does it what does it really mean for your program? Well, I think it's um, it's a couple of things. I think it shows that we're bringing the right type of players in, um, and the fact that they're getting invited to these combines and, and getting drafted kind of confirms that, that not just that we think they're some of the top players, but the rest of the, the MLS players and college coaches and powers that be in soccer rate uh, the players, and it kind of validates what we're what we're doing here at Michigan State. So it's a great feeling. You know, there's been a lot of talk. I don't know if you've read the mock drafts. Um, I, don't know how, I don't know how much you look at that, but, you know, Fatai is, it looks like a first-round draft pick. The other reporters I've talked to, they say he is a good fit for any MLS team. How huge is that for the, for your program if you have a player get drafted in the first round of the MLS draft? Well, it would be uh, you know be great for a program. I certainly think Fatai is uh, capable of being uh, a top draft pick. I mean, I've I've heard anywhere kind of a top fifteen guy. You know, you never know until the draft day. Sometimes players bump up, a certain team likes them or or drop if it's just not the right fit um, for the team. So um, it'd be great to see Fatai be a, a top a first round draft pick and. And I think he's certainly capable of doing well in this league. Uh, and let's not forget Adam Montague as well. From what I've heard, he just has to, he's he, some, a team that really needs a forward like Adam Montague just needs to kind of find him. Maybe not a first or second round or maybe a third or fourth round, but in the third or fourth round, you can get a steal um, as you, as we've seen in the past. Where do you think Adam's going to fall? And, you know, does he have that capability to play at the next level? Yeah, Adam certainly does as well. And he's a, He's a specific role, you know. He's got good size. He runs well. Um, he did pretty well, like in the agility testing. I think he finished in the top ten in the agility test. Um, so he's got that. You know, he holds the ball up well. He doesn't have blinding speed or unbelievable one v one skills to break guys down. But he scores when he's faced up the goal, and he's a true kind of target. So when you play in the MLS, you need those types of players as well. And so I think Adam, Adam could, you know. He could be a, a, anywhere from a second to a fourth round because if, it, if, he, if he continues to do well down here and then a certain team likes him, they'll, you know, they'll definitely draft him because he, he, he fits a specific need. Now, since you're down there, I'm, I'm assuming you watched them play. I know Adam played the first day, but I don't believe – did Fatai play the first day or did he sit out? He sat out. He tweaked his groin a little bit, and I'm, I'm actually at the first game today right now, and then Adam and Fatai are supposed to play against each other on their team's in a little bit for the second game. I think Fatai is still questionable um, for today. He might try to give it a go a little bit, but we'll see. Uh, what, what's that kind of like, you know, watching 
you know, when you're down there watching, you know, two players that you coach, you know, that are going to eventually play against each other. Is that exciting for you or what, what kind of emotions and feelings you have? Yeah, it's good to just come down. You see a lot of the, just the gauge. This is my first time down here and just seeing how guys play for you during the regular season and how does that translate in a combine like this where there's a lot of good players down here. So um, it honestly just answers some questions of, uh, you know, confirming some things and, you're curious, like, hey, how good is our guys? Because they play great for us, but can they do it here? And you go down and see, and you say, yes, they can do it. I guess going into the combine, did Adam and Fatai, or did you kind of reach out to them just to tell them, you know, how to prepare for this mentally and also physically? Yeah, we tried to give them some things, you know, um, to to mentally prepare and think about it. And, you know, mainly just work hard. Don't put too much pressure on yourself and do what you do well. You can't, you know, you're going to want somebody to draft you that, knows who you are and likes what you do, and they're going to have a specific fit or need for you. So that was kind of the thing, you know, but you do have to show yourself. You can't, you, you gotta, you can't be afraid to go out there and be daring, you know, especially a guy like Adam who's attacking. He's, you know, put yourself in front of the goal. I thought he did a decent job of that. They made runs in behind on the first day. So, um, you know, this is a showcase, and you do have to showcase what your, what your strengths are, and I think uh, both of them will do that uh, here in the next two games. And then since you've been a head coach, do you do you know or remember how many players you've had that have participated in the MLS Combine? Since I've been a coach, I think these are the first three, Kevin, Batai, and, and Adam. No, Spencer Thompson was. I take that back. Spencer Thompson in 2010 uh, was in the Combine as well. Okay. So and then, the first. We've had, I think, four or five guys. Mm-hmm. And then is this kind of something you expect from your program now every year since you've had kind of this little streak going here of continuous guys going to the combine? Is that something you expect every year from every senior class? Well, if you, if you, you know, the classes kind of go up and down sometimes, you know. I think, you know, guys like Zach Carroll and Zach Bennett are certainly candidates, and it'll depend on how the team does, how they do, healthy and all that. So I think we have a couple of guys that could be, be up for it next year as well Mm -hmm. um you know but there's a lot of different things that kind of go into it and you also have the homegrown stuff with like a jay chapman so sometimes they don't go to the combine but that doesn't mean you're not developing good players there's other avenues um that players go to be to get to the mls actually speaking of jay that was the next thing we're going to talk about what's the deal with him i've read a lot of stuff where maybe europe's a possibility but recently i've heard that he's trying to sign with toronto fc a homegrown contract do you know or can you speak about what is happening currently? I think I think he's in good talks with Toronto. I don't know if anything's been finalized. Nothing for sure. But if I was a betting man, I would say that you'd probably see Jay, you know, with Toronto here over the next couple of weeks if some if, if things work out. I think Jay'd like to be there. I think Toronto likes him. I think the league sees that as a fit. So if they can kind of agree to terms and, and feel like they've got a good fit, then I think it'll be great for for Toronto and Jay. Yeah. Uh, now, Jay's only a junior. Uh, did you expect him to leave after this season, or was this kind of uh, just something that was just sprung upon you? We certainly knew the possibility, you know, and Jay and I had good talks um, leading up to it. You know, Jay's been great for three years. He, he was 100% loyal to our guys, the team, the program. You know, he helped us win games, but he not just on individual talent. He, was, he, he played a good role as a, a teammate. So anytime a kid like that does those things to the program, I think the program should be should feel that you've got to also look out at, the, at their interest. And I think Jay, you know, if he's got the ability to sign a good contract, I think now he's matured, you know, and so I think 
both physically and mentally he's ready to be a pro and be challenged. And so I think the timing's good. Last summer, I don't know if that was the best timing. So I think Jay was smart to come back and play another year. And I think it's really prepared him to to go into the MLS and, and excel. Did you ever, not to say talk him out of it, but did you ever mention, hey, maybe one more year, maybe a little better for you? You know, he was a semifinalist for the Matt Kerman Award. You know, possibly he could have won it next year if he came back. Um, was there any talk of that? We talked about it for sure. We wanted to look at all options, you know, but I think the stock is really good with Jay right now. The stock's high, and you just never know how that's going to play out over the next nine months. And if the opportunity is there, you know, I don't think coming back to contract is going to be that much better. You know, certainly Jay could have been a preseason All-American and, and those things, but I think you got to look at all the all the things that go to play and say, is this what's best for Jay? You know, and I think at the end of the day, it was best for Jay to move on and we're, we're really happy for him. now um with all this players going professional you know in the middle of this we had a uh your associate head coach kylie standard leave for yale right. university you know was that something you expected did kylie talk about that with you or did it just kind of come out of the blue no it, it certainly didn't come out of the blue you know kylie's looked again again it's similar to what we just talked about with jay same thing with assistant coaches kylie's been great he's given a ton to michigan state soccer but we want those guys to be able to move on and, you know, assistant coaches eventually become head coaches. And I think Kylie's as, as prepared as he can be um, to be a head coach. Um, I think he's learned a lot here at Michigan State. Um, he's a tireless worker, so he to- he always keeps me a loop. We discuss about what options there are and what, what jobs would be a good fit for him and what wasn't. And we certainly thought Yale would be a great fit for, for Kylie, and, and we're ecstatic for him. What makes Kylie a great, you know, head coach for Yale University? Can you kind of tell us a little more? Yeah, well, obviously Yale's a prestigious school. They've got a great, great um, reputation academically. But you've got to do the work to find the kids that can get into Yale. There's, there's certainly good soccer players that can play in the Ivy Leagues. Um, but you got to do the work. you got to cover ground. you got to be networked in. you got to be connected. And Kylie is has all those things. So he will be the, he'll put the time in, the effort, the energy to find players that can play at Yale all over. And if he does that, that's the first battle is getting good players to come to to a great university like Yale. Secondly, I think he's going to be organized. He understands what it takes to win and he'll take those talented players and make them play for kind of a common cause, which is, I think he learned a lot here at Michigan State. I think that's one of our strengths is the guys come to the program to play for more than just their name, they play for Michigan State, they play for the university, the athletic department. I think Kyle, Kyle will bring those same things as well. Yeah. Those are the lightning <laughs> the lightning sirens going off down here. I apologize. Oh, it's okay. You're fine. How, how big of a hole is that kind of kind of be for your program now that Kylie's left? Have you looked for other people to fill it? Is Ben Pierman a candidate? You know, what's kind of the process going forward? Yeah, we're, lo- we're looking at restructuring some things. Obviously, Ben is a very, very valuable person to our coaching staff and program, someone who's played for Michigan State, somebody who is also connected very well, you got great energy, very good soccer mind. Um, so what we'll do is try to find somebody uh, that will complement, you know, myself and Ben um, to put another good staff together. And obviously Paul Gilbert's doing a great job as a volunteer. So we'll look to bring somebody in. We're in the process of opening that up. I think when you have a couple good years and you've got a school like Michigan State, which is a a great place to be at. Um, we'll, we'll certainly have qualified candidates. Now, 
looking for a new associate head coach or assistant head coach, you know, how difficult of a process can that be? Like how strenuous can it be? Because I'm sure there's a lot of good candidates out there, but it's, you know, like you said, you have to find the right one that fits, you know, your needs. Right. Well, you know, I think most ADs will tell you, you know, they've got their next head coach, you know, in line or ideas of who could be their next head coach should somebody leave in a certain sport and head coaches certainly have some guys in mind, but there is some timing, you know, so we, we've had, I have, I've had a few guys in mind. We'll see how it, how it plays out. So it's not too strenuous when, when you know that Kylie's done a great job and there's a chance he's going to, going to leave. We don't wait till he leaves and then says, Oh, oh gosh, we got to go find somebody. So we, we, we knew that there's a succession plan that could be coming. It could have been last year or might've been a year from now, but um, we wanted to kind of, I wanted to make sure that we had some people in mind and I think we do. And, you know, this coaching community is, is a close group. I, I talk about just the Big Ten, the state of Michigan, and, and Division One soccer, and Division Two, and Division Three. So a lot of people know each other, and it's easy to get connected. And so I don't think it'll be too strenuous of a process. Well, thanks for your time, Damon. I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, let Fatai and Adam know that I say good luck to them. And, uh, you know, enjoy your time in Florida. I will. I appreciate the call, Brooks. And uh, maybe we'll talk after the draft. Sounds good. Thank you, Damon. Take care. Bye.